to the Waking Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is Dave Swillam, your host, here to kick it off for you. You're listening to episode 45 today. I actually didn't do a terrible job introducing this in our live session, so I'm not going to go too far in on this. I'm also recording this on my AirPods at the Manchester airport getting home on a Sunday night as a tired dude. I uh, went down to Tennessee and hung out with Meg down in Gatlinburg in Sevierville in a cabin on a mountain, and that was super refreshing. But coming home and traveling late on a Sunday night makes you super tired to head into the week. So we'll see how this week goes here. But uh, today we're talking to Nicole from Rough Edge Media, who goes into PR for bands and for businesses. And we'll go way more into that if you don't know what that is. Um, if you do know what it is, but you haven't figured out some ways that you can kind of get after it, we go into that as well. And if you've been doing it, there's some tips and tricks that. Nicole taught me that I've already started to implement and I've seen some good results from. So if you are a band or you have a business or you just want to figure out what in the hell PR is, this is a good episode for you. So check it out. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. That's the first time we've ever done that, dude. I, I feel know, dude. I got right one now. whole word in. What? <laughs> That's going to be $150. Just send it to your people. Don't worry about it. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. You're listening to episode 45 of the podcast today. Dave and Ryan here. Yeah. We're going to fix the intro. On Thursday nights. Sometimes it's like, I'm Dave Swellum. All right, Gary. I know we sleep. should redo it. I have to sleep in there. We got to get your uh, your voiceover game on, and we'll have you do it. Yeah. How's that? I can I can definitely, buddy. I would love to do you it. the Irish voice. No, um, but back to real life. So episode <laughs> forty five here, we are with Nicole from Rough Edge Media today, and we are talking PR. So my interpretation of PR, right? Public relations, like how does the public view? who I am because like on the last episode we just talked a little bit about how sometimes like when you're running a, an event or you're doing something to create a brand that people view you differently than you view yourself in terms of self-awareness I think that in my head of PR kind of in the same light where we view ourselves one way our family knows us one way but the things that we do as actions the people that we hang out with the events that we go to all the things that we do make a perception in the public based off of their own biases and their own lives that could be different than our own. And that's where we need someone like Nicole to come in and show us where we need to be at, how we're popping up. Is that right at all? That's my interpretation. That definitely is. That's actually a pretty deep interpretation because that can get me nice. into like a whole <sighs> other sorts of conversations. Like that was really deep. Nice. I'm not gonna lie. nice. All right, yeah. cool. Okay, well, welcome, Nicole. High five. Glad to have Seriously. you. The person that you see in the mirror every day, you know, is not necessarily what anyone else sees. And you just went through like a whole list of people. And I just think that that's like incredible. But then there are, you know, certain groups of people who do view, like view you as, you know, let's just say like someone could be like, oh, that guy's like a really happy guy or that guy isn't necessarily like, you know, someone you want to be around. Um, 
but that's where public relations does come in because, you know, some people may not even have access to even get to know who you are or even right. see your talents and what you have to offer in the world. So that's, that's a main portion of PR too, because it's like some people don't have that outlet to, you know, transcend themselves into the public eye. And that's where you have a, a publicist, so to speak, or a promoter, um, which is who I would, I would be in essence. Awesome. So for those of you that might not know Rough Edge Media or they don't know you, Nicole, do you want to just run our audience through who's Nicole, what's Rough Edge Media, you know, what's happening right now? Yeah, definitely. So Rough Edge Media is an independent PR firm. Um, I run it basically by myself. Uh, just as of right now, I don't, I don't see it fit as having a team just for the level that I'm at. Sure. But I eventually do want to bring on, you know, a whole bunch of people and start delegating projects. Uh, but as of right now, I'm still relatively small. Um, as you can tell, I'm working out of my room. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, still not yeah. having an office. But I mean, since Listen, we live you can in see a behind me world, on every episode of the podcast. My room is so small that I'm renting right now that my closet doesn't house my stuff. And I have a coat rack just chilling in my room. And this setup that you can't see is like my recording desk where I'm like actively mixing and mastering on it for my business. So it's a really nice desk. No shade for working like just out of your house to start something up. That's yeah. just the way. I mean, that that's it is where the today. magic happens. Mm -hmm. And we live in a technological yeah. world, so it's like I'm going to take advantage of this. Um, I'm wearing Ninja Turtle pajamas right now. Heck yeah! You know that's Boston. you should anyway. Yeah, like I, you know, come on, like I'm living the dream. But, uh, I've literally, I've literally on. done parts of my commercial reel in my car because I'm just like, oh, you know, sounds pretty decent in, in here. Ninja Turtle pajamas or no? Ah, oh, dude, unfortunately, no. If it, if you didn't have them, it didn't count. Yeah, that's not right. That's an all. Opera. I mean, I just have their faces. Scrap but, like, it. That's still pretty cool. <laughs> Scrap it. I gotta get on this. Gotta go to Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think these are from Walmart. Oh, <laughs> he's slick, like dude. That's, a, that's what <laughs> that four-year freaking psychology bachelor degree got me. Oh. <laughs> it's predicting pain. I'm sorry to completely derail you, yeah, but that yeah. like meant a lot to me. So, no, it's okay. Uh, Ninja Turtles, obviously, all the way. But mm -hmm. I started off, you know, like I said, I'm really low key right now. I'm, I'm just working out of my room. Uh, but I started off basically with musicians. Uh, that's where I've learned and kind of when I worked at a different PR company, uh, actually a record label, so to speak. Cool. So I just stuck with music and now I'm um, a year into my company. So I'm starting to branch out, you know, I'm working with a charity jar of hope. I'm going to be working with a CBD company. So it's like now I'm, I'm moving away from individuals and I'm going to like B2B, you know, business to business in essence. Yeah. And like B2C, like business to company instead of just like one-on-one -on -one with like a client or like in essence, like a band has like multiple members, but still it's, it's more intimate than it would be with a company. So now I'm steering away from just entertainment and I'm just broadening out. And then eventually once I broaden out more, then there comes the team. So awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm in the same situation where like, and I, and I love the way I love the way your head's at on it because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs or creatives always kind of focus on like one-to-one -one ratio. Like if I can do this thing and make money to do this thing, first of all, if you want to just do one for one, like you're a sole proprietor, you never have a team, you just do that and you just make art, make a living. First of all, I want to say, go for it. Don't ever think that that's a bad thing. But I always do encourage people to have a bigger vision. Just if they thought that they couldn't, 
of, I like that you're saying, you know, I can do this now and then I can build a team because I really am drawn to personally doing the creative stuff that I love and then also finding a way to, to push time back into my life after I have the ability to in a way that's scalable in some way that I can have the best of both worlds someday in my life. Like right yeah. now and for a long time, it's going to be just me. Yeah. But I would love it at some point if I have one or two other younger engineers that work underneath me to streamline different things in the studio and I could provide work to someone mm-hmm. and also give more time back to my wife or at who knows when, maybe I have kids or whatever I'm doing. I love the idea of not thinking just where you're at now, thinking big picture of like, what can I do with this and how can I have more of an impact? So like, that's, that's awesome that you're already like, how can these things happen? Yeah. I mean, I know we spoke very briefly, briefly yesterday, but you said that you were only like a little bit over a year um, into doing this as well. And it's like, but if you podcast, yes. But if you reflect back on that full year, you're kind of just like, wow. Um, look how much I've changed in three months to six months to here. Like I said, yeah. I started out with just musicians. I never thought I'd be talking to companies and charities, but now here I am. So it's like, sometimes you get faced with like these barriers or these roadblocks that you think that you can't like surpass and get through. But then you're like, wow, you know, I got through this and now we're continuing forward. Right. Or you're like, oh, that was really difficult. I was really scared. I was going to fail but I actually succeeded and I went over it and now I just opened up a whole new door for myself. Or sometimes you realize that like something is not in the same essence. So it's like, you just maybe see like, Oh, this is not the route I'm going to take. Maybe I should steer away from these kinds of, you know, clients or these kinds of publications or this kind of a route and go here. So you figure out what you don't want just as much as what you do want, especially in the first years, what I'm noticing in my, you know, journey, but I'm sure it's similar for you as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of different, um, you know, things that I'm starting to work on for income that I didn't think that I would ever get into. Mm. Like I never thought when I was 16 starting to do audio that I would ever give a shit about real estate one day. Yeah. And now I like love or it stocks or something like that. You know, what any, I mean? any yeah. kind of investment that it's is so weird. other than the, the niche or your interest that you're kind of going after originally. Yeah. Stuff changes quick. Yeah. Yeah, really fast. I can't believe it's been a year already. I'm just like looking back and I'm like, wow. And I noticed so many things when uh, busy season is, when slow season is, and it, it's probably different for you, but same in a certain way. But it's like, you know, you're, you're kind of like just trial and error, especially in the first year. And then it's like the next year, I'm sure things will be different because even before I had Rough Edge Media, um, I had a different media company, but I had a partner. Actually, I had two partners back then. We spoke briefly about this also. Yeah. So I know, you know, the, the difference between working by myself and working with someone else. And then also having something kind of fail beforehand and then kind of redo it again. It's like, you never really start from nowhere. You, you, you have experience in it and you're like, wow, you know, I would have never known how to do this, you know, X, Y, and Z, if it wasn't for Miss Media beforehand, or if it wasn't for me and this other girl. So it's like everything is a building block and where you are now is exactly where you're supposed to be. So I feel like this year, this time, everywhere I am, it's like, all right, like I'm on the right track. I'm where I want to be, but I always get that anxiety. I'm like, wait, I'm not doing enough or, you know, maybe we I should be about somewhere that all else. The time. Like, that's, that's rampant on this podcast with mm-hmm. us and guests. That's constant. Yeah. The constant. It's like anyone that, to... that go gets. Mm-hmm. 
it's always like, crap, am I wasting time right now? Am I not doing enough? And that that's, it's like a, a pro and con. Like it's oh, good yeah, because it's it both. drives you, but it's bad because it drives you mm-hmm. when you need to chill. Drives you insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just like, I shouldn't be thinking yeah. about this at four o'clock in the morning after I haven't been sleeping for two hours. Just <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I should be allowed to do that thing. So what is for, sleep? Please explain yeah. to me. For yeah. people that um, are out there, like, I would think that, you know, a lot of people who are just getting into business, definitely artists all over the place. A lot of people don't even have any idea what PR entails or... Mm-hmm you know, what they can do themselves or, and what, or, or when they should be reaching out to someone. So what would you say, um, you know, to people who might be start like they're in their band, but they're, they're really working to make it bigger. What, what would you tell them? Like, what should they be doing themselves for PR? What should they be doing to reach out to someone like you for like what things uh, help for that? A lot of people don't know what PR is. And a lot of people just ask me all the time, like, what do you do? Because I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. And that's because it is pretty broad. Uh, so I guess I would start out. Uh, first thing is when you're ready for PR, um, you obviously have to like review your past year or however many months that you've been. I'll just start off with bands. Okay. So if you're a band and you're trying to, you know, look into PR, do you have something that you can provide to an audience? And it's like, okay, you have a CD, right? You have an EP, you have an LP. That's one thing. Um, Another thing would be, who is your audience? Who are you targeting? So what's your genre? Figure out what you're trying to, you know, sell to the audience and what you're trying to provide. Um, Who your audience is. Um, And then you have to like create and define your target, which would be leaning towards your audience. So like while you're analyzing your business and you're analyzing your music and, and, this is what you're doing on your own right now. Um, you want to basically just take all of that and see where you can, you can like place it. So you research it. So if you're looking for punk rock, you're looking at all punk rock publications. If you want it to be Spotify playlists, you're obviously right. going to look for Spotify curators. If you want it to be YouTube reviewers, you're going to look on YouTube. If you want it to be like Instagram influencers, which are huge, you want to collab with them as well. Um, you reach out to them on Instagram. And then any, any form of like a publication, a blog, um, you just want to make sure it's like genre based because that's who your audience is. That's how you're basically analyzing everything. And with all of that, when you know where you want to place yourself, you either want to, you know, make up a press release or a press kit. And that's what you're going to be basically sending out to these outlets. You know, you don't want to always, sometimes people copy and paste things and it just seems really just inauthentic. Right. I would say even before just pitching yourself to these outlets, whoever they are, curators or, you know, writers, just like connect with them and say like, hi, how are you? Like, I really, really like um, this article, like reference a work that they've done. So it shows that like you care, but actually don't just like, Slam you know, it. Don't just be like, oh, I Googled the first thing about you and then clearly picked the first line of it and spouted it off to you to be a, yeah. to be an in. Just like, no. Exactly. And, and we were talking just about that with like the authenticity. And this is like another repeating thing where it comes in where it's just like everybody, human beings like have a knack, especially nowadays for just, you know, just straight up bull where you're just like, yeah, we can tell that you just 
you know so that's like the it's like that uh, the do-gooder in in school who's just like oh hi professor i saw that you taught this class it's just like yeah you just you you looked up my curriculum yeah. my cv and then you read the first two things and memorized it to try to be able to, you're just brown nosing get the fuck out of here like yeah they know or, so it's like you know people appreciate especially you know artists and creatives when somebody wants to actually sit down you know I love sitting down with some of my, you know, comedian and writer friends because, you know, they make me laugh and it's genuine or, you know, I, you get really into their stuff. And so be, actually sitting and bridging the gap in a, in, a, in a real authentic way is is that important part. And I think that you're you're really right. We're like, oh, hey, can I initiate contact without just like how and, and is does you find that that works like it, that people appreciate that initial thing where you don't just seem like somebody who's kind of oh you know it looks like they're looking for a job or they're just like looking for something from me you know yeah, what, what kind of separates helps. that yeah but i mean like it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to always accept what you have to sell or accept right. what you have to offer but right, you're still right. making that small connection in the future that you have no idea how that network is going to benefit you you know, right. they may say no now, but you may have someone else that better suits them, or you may need them in the future, or they may know somebody and they may be like, you know what, this girl, Nicole was really genuine, really nice. You know, let me help this person out. Or you just were a nice, normal human being and you initiated contact with someone else and you just want to connect. You know, it's not always about what can you do for me? I mean, of mm. course, you know, you're trying to push your artists, you're trying to push your clients and you're trying to make sure they get, you know, the placements that they want. Right. And that's even where rejection comes in. Cause sometimes it's tough. Like, you know, you get rejected and you have to have really thick skin and it's yep. like on both ends, not only you, but also your musician or the comedian or, you know, placing this charity. Someone had told me that they were like, Oh, I'm not the person to cover this. And at first you're like, wow, you seem really cold hearted. Cause this is for like, you know, this mm -hmm. charity basically is helping children who are dying. Mm -hmm. But you have to also understand that this is also a business and people will be like, please remove me from my list. And you just keep going. Cause you're like, you know what? Out of all the no's that you hear, there's going to be more yeses. You if you're not hearing no, then, you, then you're then you not getting yeses is my opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. If you're not hearing then no's, you're not then, you're, then you're not getting yeses because you're not giving yourself enough chances. Yep. Exactly. Because you reach out, you reach out to 30 people a day, maybe 10 of them won't answer. Maybe five of them will say no, but you'll get two yeses. And it's just, you have to keep going. So it's like, just right. I hate the word spam but you just have to send so much stuff out, but it doesn't have to be copy and paste. You actually have to put care into it instead of just being like, all right, like here, I'm going to yeah. copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. They could tell that. Like that's, it's not that's no spamming no when it's copy, paste, yeah, copy, paste. That's actually that's the definition of spam. When you're catering <laughs> something to every the... single individual brand, and then you're taking a second to find out information about them so that you, that you are saying what's relevant to them. That I don't think that's spamming. That's just trying to connect. And if they don't want to connect, then it's, then, a then it's fine. I guess the only reason why I use the word spamming is because I'll like, <laughs> just like the amount of people I reach out to, I'm just like, how is this humanely possible? <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, like, wait, wait, what's going on? But I feel like the way that I gauge it, because like I get hit up with people, right? And the way that I gauge it is if I get hit up by someone and they do exactly what you just said, where like they have zero context for why they have reached out to me and they're just like hey blah 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 you should do this thing that i would like you to do and that's the first thing that they say you just delete it i'm you that feels like spam to me because i'm like dude like you're just you don't know me you're not trying to do anything to work together you know mm -hmm. and um that feels like spam but like even like if you said something I, you did send something to me but like 
you send something that's like somewhat personalized in any way, if you do that a hundred times in the day, I don't feel that you spammed any of those people mm-hmm. unless you did it so that it's the same message to all those people. And they're all like, you feel like a robot. You literally feel like a robot. Exactly. That feels like spam to me. It doesn't yeah. feel, I don't think that's spam. I think that that's just hustle. Mm-hmm. Hustle. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hustle versus spam. Mm-hmm. Spam Ooh. is just like gross in general. The word like, yeah. And the even food. like there's a food. Yeah. Like what? I don't get that. I don't the know. Spam. I saw a commercial. For I got to defend I spam. I got to defend the food. Oh, it's good. That's a good camping food. Fry it. Yeah. yeah. It's very yeah, good yeah, camping yeah. food. Yeah. It's good for that. So I want to jump back a little bit because literally last night I spent three hours making my EPK. I was going to say we, we were just literally at last it night we got on. I was doing that. And I told some people beforehand with this because I knew that you started out working with musicians. I told them that we would dig in a little bit on PR for musicians because so many musicians at this point in time are not only not getting on a record label on purpose, like they they are yeah. running, they're able to run everything that they need to. And once they get bigger, even bigger bands are then subbing out pieces of record labels, like just the PR team or just the marketing or just the distribution of labels that's to not be on a label because that's what you need now because mm-hmm. you don't have to be Outsourced. on a label. Exactly. You don't need a CD anymore. Like 100%. there's no more Best Buy and it's, it's all digital. Everything is all digital. So it's Which like, you can do. I mean, vinyls are in, but at the same time, you don't really need a record label for that. It's like, why are you no. going to give up your royalties to just go to a record label when you're going to spend all this time in their studio, which is yes. great. I mean, that's, that's something, if, if you really need a studio and you can't find one on your own, then I guess like you want them to pay for it, but they kind of own your soul. And it's like, I don't want to own anybody. That's like not my steez. And don't get me wrong. I'm not like naive. There's still a place for record labels in the world. It's just not for indie artists. Mm-hmm. No. Most of the it, time. It's for, it's for different, it's for a different level of an artist, but at the same time, I also really feel like <sighs> it depends. You, you just need certain ass. You just need to outsource. That's just me with my experience with record yes. labels. Like the one that yeah. I interned at was amazing and I loved it, but you just saw how the, the industry was changing and you're kind of like, all right, PR is something that I want to stick with. And yep. if you need a and R, you know, you could find a manager. It's just like, you just need like the puzzle pieces to put it together and you can basically create your own team, your own empire without, you know, everyone owning your royalties, right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all your creative control could be yours. If you so, just like trust yourself for small indie bands, but like they're, they're really after it. They're like, you know what? I'm really, I'm working hard on this. What should they be doing to find, you know, playlist curators and try to get on blogs to do their own initial PR before they get to someone bigger like you? Like what should people be doing right now? How do they do that? I'm still pretty indie myself. Um, I hope one day I'm huge, like big picture media. Um, or like, who knows, maybe I'll get absorbed into like some futuristic record label. Yeah. But uh, for right now, like I said, you know, like basically review everything that you're doing, go through all of those steps and plan. And once you have that product that you want to give out to the audience, then that's when you're going to formulate either a press release um, and research yourself. So you're looking for Spotify curators, make your own Spotify account follow other people's playlists. Um, sometimes you have to get credits and pay for Spotify. But if you just Google like Spotify playlists and then you follow their accounts and once you follow it, you go through like a submission form and you just submit your um, music, whatever it is. And they usually will let you know within like, I mean, think about it. Thousands of people are oh, you know yeah. using these submission forms. Oh my forms. God, tons. So you want to take your research one step further. You know, like 
just straight up stalking status where it's like, all right, like I'm looking up this <laughs> Spotify playlist. Let's just say it's called like punk rock and pop punk or whatever. I don't know. And you're like, all right, right I'm going to Google this, whatever. I found that this person's name is a curator. Then you like put it into Facebook. You put it into Instagram. You like look it up on LinkedIn. You go on like rocket reach, which is a really great website to get people's mm. uh, emails by searching their names. Yeah. Wow. I used to do a lot of, I am pretty good at stalking. Uh, <laughs> You you <laughs> kind of have you kind of have to be right now. Yeah, it's literally like life is one big sales job right now, and the technology allows you to get past gatekeepers. Right. It's crazy. It's all research. That's all. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, so once you're you're going to all these it's avenues, insane. it's unbelievable. <laughs> I just want to go and like look myself up now. Yeah. Well, dude, I don't want to look myself up. <laughs> it's it's I, funny. I, you're right. I actually don't freak myself out. Yeah, you'll find some like deep, dark, like past. Like, wait, what is this? I'm like Ron Swanson <laughs> that when he realizes that he like has on, <laughs> is on Google Earth. And he whips his computer in the dumpster. <laughs> Get it away from me! Not... That's awesome. So, Rocket Reach is great. So, like, if you have someone's name and you like create an account, so it's kind of like all right, you know, Amazon Prime. You get you put a new email in every month just to get the free account. You know, so it's some you could do the same thing with Rocket Reach. Every time you create an email, you get five free lookups. So you can just create endless emails. You don't ever have to actually like pay for it. Sorry, Rocket Reach. But um, and just look up five. Create a loophole, Rocket Reach. (laughs) I'm all about those loopholes. But listen, like you're trying to do guerrilla marketing and you're trying to save yourself money until you make it big. And if you make it big, because like, you know, let's be real here. There's so many people out there. There's so much competition. But if you keep trying and you try your hardest and you just do your research and you accept the rejection and you move past it, I think that anyone could get out of anything. and just. Even with your music, you know, if you put out one EP and you see like, all right, it didn't stick to certain outlets. Now I know for next year. That's why when I say the first PR strategy is to review your year in PR, that's the first thing you do because it's like, oh, did I have any PR? Is this my first EP? Is this my first album? Where am I going with this? So you have to have something to compare it to. If you have nothing to compare it to and you're, you know, first starting out that first year in your PR, your first run is the trial and error of what you need to fix in your first album. Right. What you need to fix in your campaign, how your planning goes, and just a whole slew of things. So I think that every, like that, even with my company, you know, one year goes by and I'm in a completely different place and I'm looking back a year ago and I'm like, wow, yeah. I would have never been there. I would have never done that if I didn't change X, Y, and Z. So you just always have to reflect and just research. So if you're starting out by your research, reflect, research more. <laughs> That's cool. And you know what? I think that that speaks something that it's like PR, like I'm sure that like, just like you just dropped that tip about rocket reach. There's a lot of tips that, you know, because you've been doing it that people aren't able to do, but like also what you essentially just answered to me about like, how do we get on these playlists? How do we, uh, you know, get into these music blogs and stuff. Ultimately your answer was like, do the fucking work. Reach and then the you will yeah. play on play on the place, right? Because I play think that's where a lot of people fail. Where where they're like, "Oh my god, I can never get on a, any playlists. I can never get into any blogs." And then like Nicole will probably be like, "Perfect. How many people did you reach out to?" And they're like, 20. And she's like, "Yeah, I reach out to a hundred a week or a hundred a day." And then they're like, "And maybe yeah, they oh. don't answer or they mm-hmm. say no." And but you just got to keep going. People yeah. just give up too easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and do. it's a waiting game. Oh my gosh, is it a waiting game? Like. I used to get really bad anxiety in the beginning because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're Why not aren't answering, they answering me. me. Yeah. 
But now they're busy <laughs> as you are too, or more busy than you. You start thinking about stuff. You're like, they hate me. They're never yeah. going to answer me. They don't want to talk to me. It's all about you, is it? <laughs> then they answer like six months later, and they're like, hell yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. You're like, who like, the fuck are you, you know, again? Sometimes people <laughs> are going through like a transition with, um, you know, hires internally with their company, and they just like switched over a position. You have no idea. Maybe they're just genuinely not interested. So it's like, right? I, I'm a huge don't know. overthinker in a lot of aspects of my life, and I really need to stop that. But mm. This job has taught me more patience and taught me like, okay, you know, calm down, follow up with them. Just keep following up. Eventually they're going to answer and be like, remove me from my list or, oh my gosh, I completely didn't see this. And then they'll answer you. Mm-hmm. So you just have to that's be awesome. really persistent and resilient. And that's something that I can definitely say that I am. And, you know, you just have to have trust with your clients, you know, just let them know, like, dudes, like I'm, I'm trying my hardest. I want, you to know, like I'm not, you just have to be honest and you can't make it always about the money. Like sometimes my artist will be like, you know, one of my bands right now I'm working with, um, back from nothing. They're amazing. Great group of guys. They just released their, uh, EP. Someone say something back in December. And you know, it's the holiday time. It's a little bit slow. Sometimes things are slow and we have like a set package for like six to seven publications. And he's like, if we go over, please let me know. Like I'll send you money. And I'm like, dude, just stop, like stop about the money. You know, like Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to just let them know, like, I'm not trying to just rob your pockets. Like, let's just like, we'll take it one step at a time. If you need to bill me, I'll let you know. But like, it doesn't matter right now. Like, let's just focus on getting your album out there. And it's like, when people hear that, I feel they're like, okay, you're not trying to nickel and dime me. You're not like all out for my money. Cause I'm not like, I've ripped up before. If, you know, if I haven't had enough time for a campaign, you know, there are times where I wouldn't even cash the check until afterwards. Because obviously right. I still need to make money. I still need to eat. This is a business. I have to put money into it. But I'm just yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get one over on anybody. Like that's not my thing. Mm. So. And it takes time. It takes time for results. And people, yeah. appre- time people appreciate stuff. that stuff. People appreciate. No, they people do. Rem- people really, people would really remember that because the, it, it, being in create creativity, like there's always that modicum of like you're eating it for so long and it's like, it's such a struggle for so long. And like every single one of us know what it's like to either be in that position now to some degree or to have been like completely in the shit at some point. Mm -hmm. And you remember back like in those shitty times where like people could have been equally shitty to you, but instead they, they throw you a bone or they remind you that, you know, that they're there to help you too. And you remember that on the come up and you know, hopefully we get put back into positions where you, you know, like we were talking about, like you get to give back to that or, oh, maybe someday I hire a little intern or yeah, oh, I'm not going to cash my check quite yet because like the job's not, not over. And those are the things that I think really like bring the creative field together mm-hmm. and, like with, with like the collab at least. And that goes a long way for sure. It's just respect. It just mm-hmm. comes down to respect and your morals and you just mm-hmm. got to let people know, like, listen, I'm busy. I'll get back to you. or you know, just little things mm-hmm. in this industry, because like, sometimes I have to chase my artists and it's not a big deal. Sometimes they have to chase me. It's just like constantly, like, you know, you try to get there as much as you can, but you let them know when you update them. Like, mm-hmm. all right, listen, I know I owe you a show. I know I got you here. Don't worry. Like I have everything planned out. Like I got you. Don't think I'm just going to like disappear. Cause especially like you said, in this industry, it's kind of just like goes without saying that you have to eat it for a while or you meet yep. like those people that are like less than genuine or less than desirables right. because you know, I've seen the not so bright side of the industry. And then I've seen like beautiful sides of this industry. So Same. I've seen both sides of the spectrum. And it's like, 
I don't ever want to go back to the other side of the fence because that was scary. That was something. And that's kind of what I pride myself in. Like I'm trying to make sure that this company um, just prides itself on honesty and loyalty and trust. Because like, if you can't find that in a person, um, in someone that you're, you're handing money to um, for a service, then I think that you just, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing paying it. this person. Mm-hmm. You should find someone else. Yeah. If you can't trust that person or you have like second thoughts, then like find someone else because you're just, people are grimy out there. But like mm-hmm. I said, there's also really good people out there that understand that like, this is work. This is a hustle. You're not being left behind, but just if you're willing to work with each other, you got to go through highs and lows and you, and at the end you'll come out of it and be like, wow, like, you know, this person worked really hard for me. And on both ends, you can see it. You can even see the bands working really hard or, you know, the comedians or the filmmakers, you know, whoever. They're working hard to get their own stuff going, right? Yeah. What's more, um, like, I've always wanted to know, um, what's like, what's more impactful, good PR or bad PR? <laughs> I feel like people like does good love po- negative. Like peop- yeah, I was going to say because people, I said, and I wanted negative to ask thing. specifically, specifically too, because nowadays, like with uh, like how prevalent media is and how quick everything is and uh, like how fast information travels, like it almost seems like, oh, you know, there are so many good things out there, but people are almost like obsessed with the drama or the bad things or the, you know, the the newest piece of news. So like does re- the, like, yeah, what is more impactful in your opinion? I, I try my hardest to stay away from bad PR just because I just, I don't want that. But I do. Then, does that make you like a bad? Does that make you like a bad PR firm? And are there bad, bad PR, PR firms like T- TMZ and shit like that, where they're just like, "Let's find as much bullshit as we can." On people. No, I yeah. think that's a great. Yeah. It's a great tactic because they say no news is bad news. You know, right. like if you're right. just completely just flatlined, that's mm-hmm. that's a bad thing. But I, I mean, personally, since I'm first starting out, I'm not trying to create scandals. I'm not trying to to get under that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a scandal did happen, would it help me out? I don't know. If I was a big PR company and something so minuscule happened, but it was like got everyone's attention, I think that it would like, it would definitely help. Because there's a lot of fake scandals and dramas out there that celebrities just, you know, the rap battles and the, the, you know, the rap. um, It's so interesting. High rap thing. They're doing all that. It's all fake. (laughs) But like, people are like, yeah, like, did you hear that diss track? And you're like, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like bad PR is like and dude people are gonna hate me my friend tj will hate me for saying this do it like some of like the the (laughs) some of the wwe stuff where like when like you know that it's fake Uh uh-huh you know that it's fake yeah yes no that's bad pr it has to it has to to be authentic (laughs) but if you go there no but if you go to a wwe show and like from the outside like i went to one because i got some tickets like like, a couple years ago you bought them yourself let's be real I no, I got it for free. I have, <laughs> wait, hold on. When I was younger, okay. when I was younger, I did buy it myself. I did go to. He's it. defending so I, himself listen, adamantly. He I'm bought still it himself. a big old Kane fan. I'm still an Undertaker <laughs> fan. Like, like, listen, I'm I back it up too. I'm oh, just I'm yeah. a hypocrite. I'm a big old walking hypocrite. But what I what I think about WWE is like I was there. And I'm like, all right, guys, this is kind of ridiculous, right? And I'm looking around, and there's people like, yeah, hit him with the chair, and the, like th- some people all in there, like, yeah. It. And I, was I like, can't believe that he this, nailed his this wife. Guy next to me is like, like he real. thinks he's hitting him with the chair. That's mm-hmm. fine. And, like mm-hmm. people are gonna trash on me. They're like, dude, he did. And, like some people do, but but I mean, I think of PR like that where it's like there's such like a 
there's an action thing happening. So like, let's all pile in and it's just like, it's just the excitement and the thrill of it, which is people will just hone in on anything that's like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, and, and, and they always say to like create polarizing content. You always want some people to adversely disagree with what you're saying. Right. Right. Because if you're making polarizing content, then you also have someone on the other side that equally loves what you are saying and now feels super attached to you. So I feel like bad PR almost is like polarizing content where it's like it's bad to someone else. And then like you go to work and when you're talking about that bad PR to someone, you're like, can you believe that so-and-so did this? And they're like, "Eh, I don't know. I mean, he's kind of a cool guy. Like it's, you know, it's not that bad. And you're like, he beat some woman up. That's the worst. (gasps) And he did a dog fight or like there's like bad shit. And and like you run into some people and they're like, well, yeah, but he does. And you're like, what? And that's where the bad PR where you're like, I, I fucking like, I don't understand it. I don't know why it works that way, but like it does work in some ways. Like it's crazy. I guess it depends on the context of the PR. Cause I feel nowadays people are so apt to, it doesn't even really matter who you are. Just be like, Oh, do you remember that time I went 15 years back on your Twitter and I found this one time where you said this unsultry yeah. thing completely yeah. out of context. And it's, it almost seems like, oh, even as far as like your good PR will go, like if you do one thing or like, I'm thinking of somebody who is kind of in my position where I'm not in a position to do anything other than what I would be doing myself. And I feel like it would be, you know, let's just say like you're an upstart comedian or something and it's, you're in kind of this, um, you're in this environment where it's like, you could say something that's kind of, you know, it's a joke. But people don't like take jokes so hot nowadays, and right. uh, you could kind of like set yourself up, even though you've just been, you know, squeaky clean on the ball, totally fine, totally awesome in this perception of you know, you know, being perceived well in the public light, and then you had this one thing that just takes you completely off the rails, even if it wasn't even super big deal. Yeah. It seems Isn't like nowadays insane? people are like they are in love with doing that. Where it's like that's the be all end all. Should be like, oh yeah, hey, you know, donating billions of dollars to charity every year. Remember when you said that one thing <laughs> ten years ago on the internet? Cancelled. You're cancelled. Get rid of them. You and Let's your go. show and your sister's show are cancelled. Yeah, but they that, do that yeah. because well, see, people never like to focus on themselves, and they mm. don't like to focus on the bad parts of themselves. Mm. Uh, so when they're looking at the negatives in someone else it makes it so much easier for them to just forget who they are. And yeah, people the scope. want them to forget. Like, they're like, oh, you know, don't don't hold me, you know, hostage for my past. But then, like, they'll hold someone else's past over them. So it's like, mm-hmm. as much as you want to change, you don't allow other people to change. And I mean, like, listen, sometimes you could do some right. pretty bad things that can get in the public eye, and it's messed up. I believe that everyone can change, and everyone can turn over to a new leaf. Um I hope that I don't receive any bad PR that's like dog fighting or anything like that because I love dogs. But I mean, right. if I ever have any kind of a little scandal Remy thing going scrappy. on, I don't think it would hurt me. Um, I think maybe people would get like, oh, wow, like, what is this? Like, this is cool. But I, that's not my that's not my swagger. So <laughs> I want to stick to good PR. But I do know that no, no news is bad, bad news. So you want to have some kind of PR going on at right. all times even if it's like a little bit bad, just you can't flatline. It all depends on like how society and culture has formed and shifted at this point, whether it ends up playing out well or not. Like 
let's just take the Elon Musk smoking some weed thing, right? Yeah. If, if, Dude, the internet so, lost its so, mind. Right. Internet lo- loses its mind. Stocks take a hit, right? Yeah. Tesla eats some shit on stocks. Wall Street yeah. is like, what's going on, right? If he did that and it was 30, well, no, probably longer. Let, let's say he did that 1950s. Mm-hmm. PR, toast, done. He's Satan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But fortunately enough, like, yeah, that rippled really quick, right? But I think long tail, that helped him because so many people in our generation and so many states legalizing were all just like, that makes you the coolest fucking entrepreneur. Like, you're the man, dude. And then back to that you know what I mean? Like, not enough people, re- like, were, were mad about that for it to be bad oh, PR. I wasn't. But, in, I was but like, initially, it, 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 initially, it was bad PR. But yeah. it's like long tail that had like well, a positive did you hear, effect for like, him. Did you, if you actually watched that episode, you can hear Elon's, I don't even know if it was like his PR person who was with him at the podcast, but you can hear him talking in the back. He's like, oh, we shouldn't. Uh, he's like, you can hear him being like, you know, Elon, what are, what are you gonna? He's just and Joe's just like, oh man, yeah, you're gonna start getting those calls soon. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, we're already getting them. Or however the fuck Elon talks. <laughs> yeah, but however, like an alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy is. But an it's alien. like, but he's a genius alien. No, but how no, many people dude. smoke weed? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's like, isn't it weird how there is this like strange? And I wanted to like kind of get your take on this where. Like, how do you deal with the the perception of, like, kind of, like, the two different worlds where, like, you have, like, this business kind of corporate world, and then, like, we were talking about, like, the general, uh, like, the general feel of the culture and, like, how those two things, like, they blend with each other, but they are also somewhat separate, too, at the same time. You mean my company versus? Versus just, like, how, like, I guess, like, the the general, like, culture would see things. Where like you have uh, the perspective of, you know, kind of like the corporate uh, view, and then you would have like more uh, a different view coming at it if you and I were just talking uh, like over dinner or something like that, or you know, we were just friends having a conversation about it. Okay, so I'm trying. You're saying basically, how would like a a corporate company view like my company in the culture wise? Well, I guess how how do you manage like that balance between the two things where like you maintain kind of a, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, a good business perception, but also at the same time, uh, like the the mix between the perception of like the normal regular happenings of the people and yeah. then kind of like uh, in, in the business sense. I'm sorry, I'm not. Articulating I, I know it. what you're No, saying. it's not you. I'm just like, I've had a long no. day. So I'm just like, what I is he too. asking? My phone yeah. overheated. And I think I did as well. Um, no, you're saying okay, so- basically like, how do you maintain a business like say you're working b2b or you're doing anything that is in contact with businesses Mm -hmm. but also like there's a million other sides to you or your brand Mm -hmm. that are informal or casual or whatever right how do you maintain that out Mm -hmm. what do you do to like balance between the 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 crowds and then maintain your integrity and maintain your you because we were talking about this kind of like last time where with the with the events where if you come off too corporate, like you're very like tight on the collar and kind of oh, stuffy. Okay. And then if you come across as too, you know, oh, I'm too with the people or I'm too laissez-faire or whatnot, then yes. you kind of like lose people on the other end. And it's yeah. just like, how do you manage the the equilibrium between those two things? <laughs> okay, I get it now. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> my that. phone and I, I over go, go read um, my whole question. So another question. That... I feel like I'm still always like thinking about that balance because of same 
my company is called Rough Edge Media for a reason because I'm rough around the edges. I'm not like your perfect polished human. Um, so I feel like you kind of know what you're getting into at the start. Not saying I'm just like, like you said, laissez fair or whatever, but like, this is who I am. This is my personality. Yeah. Also, um, I do get business wise too, because sometimes, um, <laughs> like I'm very laid back and down earth, but if something happens, like there was a time where there was supposed to be an interview for my one artist, Brandon Flippin, and, um, <laughs> they like said they were going to do it. And then it was just like really choppily done. It wasn't where it didn't stream where they said it was supposed to stream. And I was right. just free. And I was like, you know what? That's it. You know, I told them my piece. I told them how I felt, blah, blah, blah. I kind of like went through everything and I got my business pants on. And then my one artist was like, whoa, like I didn't expect that from you, but I'm so happy that you would actually like go to bat for me and fight for me like that. He's like, you're so like down to earth. You're so easy to talk to. So I feel like there's always like that, like time I'm and very, place. you know, I'm very, oh, laid back. But then like, once it comes time to business, like I put my business pants on and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. Like if you say you're going to be somewhere, you say you're going to do something, even with my clients, like you have to like yeah. you say bridge the gap, the gap between like, if you're friends with your clients and if you're, you know, just working with them, um, which I'm friends with all of them, you know, I had someone cancel on me and I was just kind of like, you agreed to this, agreed to that. It made me look bad. You know, sometimes you have to put your foot down and let them know, like, you know, even your clients, there's a kitty. Um, mm-hmm. but you just have to let them a basically know, like, I do mean business no matter how laid back I am because Mm -hmm. the public doesn't view you this way. It's your clients that view you this way because they see that other side of you. Mm -hmm. The publications, sometimes they see my laid back sides, but they mainly just see me for business, but it's mainly the clients. I have to kind of gauge that whole business versus, you know, laid back attitude with. And, um, sometimes it's tough, but you know, you just, you have to let them know that you have business at the end of the day. I think there's Mm -hmm. both too. Like a lot of it is your personality. So like if you're a businessy, like a person down to business or like a person that's chill, like that's going to rub off anywhere in your life, even when you're in a business climate acting in business or not like, like, and as well as your personality of the, of the, who you are can also shine out in those places where people probably feel that where like I like to think that I'm I'm chill, right? Like and a lot of times like I don't care about whatever people are doing and things like that. But there's times in both environments where I'm doing both where there are times with my band when like I don't know, it's 2 a.m. and we're on tour and we're in a state that we've never been in and we need to find a place. 2 a.m. after I've been drinking and playing music shouldn't be business time mm-hmm. but i but my whole band was like fucking around and like and i was like guys yeah. we have no place to sleep right now because we didn't plan like some things changed we didn't have this plan together <laughs> and i had to be like business mode i was like get the fuck off the sidewalk stop drinking we have no place to sleep right now Ooh, we have no parking like lot that we shit. can even like wing this in right now we have nowhere and no one is solving this problem. And I had to like rally the troops Except and be like, for Dave. all right, let's go, <laughs> let's go. But that was like an atmosphere where like, I'm like playing in a hardcore band at that point. I'm in like ripped, <coughs> ripped black on black. I'm like chilling out on the sidewalk somewhere in the ghetto. Uh-huh. You know, that's not really like business time, but I had to be all business to be like, yeah. let's figure this shit out guys. Like enough, you know? But same thing, right? So when metal, I'm in dude. my day job wearing a full-fledged suit, 
I'm still talking Pink Floyd and I'm still going to be like cracking jokes and I'm still like, I don't know, like, like people, people who, who might want less character. I can't give it. I have to, I have to be me. And so even though I'm in that suit and I'm there to do business and like, I'm still doing decent at what I'm supposed to be doing. That's awesome. I'm still dicking around with like the same stuff that's relative to my life because it's all i know how to do it's like i'm like, sorry i'm you're getting it whether you want level. it or not yeah. and you and you're gonna see me and i you're gonna see me as a professional because goddamn but at the same time i'm gonna fuck around because like that's who i am and you're gonna see both of those i like yeah, but it, do you dude. want someone who's uptight all the time no like do you have right to... you don't want that either well no. some people do and that's some just people like, really oh, love God. that there yeah. are people. They're like really with their are. doctors. They're like, oh, he's a total jerk. He has terrible bedside manners, but he's great. <clears throat> I mean, I guess that's because it's your life. But mm-hmm. like well, at the same time, life. you know, I don't care if you're really a jerk as long as you're just like going to keep me alive. Um, right. So, I mean, I guess that's the only kind of a industry I think that like I wouldn't really care about someone's personality. But we're in an uh, industry where you have to have personality. Like if you're connecting with the public and you're making connections you're in a band as well and real estate, obviously. Yep. And then also talking to people through a podcast, yep. obviously. So everything that you're doing is connecting with people. So if you're just like completely uptight, like no one and you're always just business, no one's going to want to do business with you. That's right. just my opinion. I agree with that. I agree with that. So like aside from things like interviews, videos, blogs, like other places to connect, are there any like event style things that you've recommended to people or like places that they should yeah. show up or like activities that they should do so that they're connecting with the right people or they're in the right light in some way? Do you get granular mm-hmm. in that way too? Yeah, I think that's awesome. Because Especially- that, that totally shifts perception all the time. Like, oh, I saw so-and-so doing this thing at this place that immediately can alter how someone thinks about someone. hundred percent. Like with bands playing shows, like what else can you do to get yourself out there and actually show your product? Right. Play shows. That's obvious. Number one, even like taking it one step further, like events like grassroots marketing, I would say, you know, setting up tents at certain like, like Asbury Park. I know you're not from around here, but I live in Jersey. So like Asbury Park has like these punk rock flea festivals. Same with Trenton. Um, there's like a couple other festival stuff like that. You know, there's a uh, music and film festivals just, you know, around there's Garden State Film Festival. Just try to get onto these things. Just try to see if you can vend at certain places, you know, right. at EDM concerts anywhere. Just like if you just Google things and if it's, if you're, you know, trying to get into health and fitness and food, you know, look up farmer's markets, stuff like that. Like look up what your genre is, look up what your audience is, and then you see what's going on around your town. I like that. And then you do it, like pump your logo out. That's something I need to get more into is just like going to these festivals and pushing my logo out and even like. You know, like the charity that I'm working with now, like he basically to, to fund um, awareness and donations for the charity for Duchenne, he's running all these marathons. He's, you know, going to New Zealand, which he's in right now. He was just in Miami, Florida, right. um, all just to save his son's life. He's not just sitting behind a desk constantly just asking for donations. He's going out there and creating these events or he did a Texas Hold'em tournament cool. um, to try to like raise awareness. And they raised like 130,000 um for, you know, these children that are suffering with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Sure. It was just like, you just have to be out there because showing face is something that you really have to do. And that's, whether you like doing it or not, you have to do it. That's awesome. That's oh, like, there's a studio, uh, the <laughs> studio too. I freelance out of. I remember when I was interning there and we had bands coming in from like England and Australia. And I'm like, dude, we're in a small town in Massachusetts. Like, why are these bands here? 
And he's like, because it makes them look cooler. I'm like, what's up? And I'm, and, and I'm like, yeah. And they're, they're like, they, because I don't get it. they are literally choosing to record like as a local artist, literally local artists in America, in this small town, because it looks cool to go record your EP as a small artist. Think about the talk on the street, the difference, yeah. right? Right. If I in New Hampshire with that. my band go down to Manchester and record, you might think it's cool if you're into music. You're like, oh, it's cool that they're recording. Right. That's sweet. They're taking it seriously enough to like try to get that music distributed in some way professionally. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I told you, I was like, hey man, this weekend I'm heading down to Austin to go record a record, or I'm heading down, I'm heading over to the UK to go record a record. You'd be like, yeah, that does sound Whoa. way more cool. It just sounds cooler, even, even though if just not I went cool. to England, dude, and I went into the smallest studio, smaller than this professional studio in Manchester, but New Hampshire, in England. but it's in England. You can drink that, Guinness and eat shit. It's all about perception, perception and how other people perceive it. Perception is reality. Yes. Well, perception is also relative. Yeah. So everyone Oof. views like we like we started out this Whoa. whole conversation. Oh, we're gonna, dude, we're gonna <laughs> get all philosophical and shit. Oh I haven't God. drank enough yet yeah, for this. <laughs> we just this is like this is like, this is like what Whoa. Dave and I talk about at like ten forty five. Like podcast is after over a like, cold yeah. cup of water. Right. Like, <laughs> it's just like, dude, we need to be sober for this. Yeah. Oh man. Oh god. That's so funny. Like I like I've been thinking recently for my band's next EP release, we are going to go to a, a venue that we that we really love to play at. But I. I've been thinking recently of going in, like renting out a skate park or renting out like somewhere. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I was like, let's let's do Do something weird as shit so that people are just like, I don't think I like them, but like, I feel like I have to go to this because, like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, the location is just cool. Yeah, no, definitely do stuff like they do shows. Like, I love that stuff. I love it too. How shows? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a good vibe. You know, sometimes you, you have to like, you just have to keep doing everything, whether it's too small for you, too big for you. Just try. Mm-hmm. I love and that. what sticks sticks. If it doesn't, then trial and error. That's what it, what it's all about. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. Ready to cap it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's always cap. We do, we do five questions at the end really quick. I was I like, say, wait, what do you mean ready? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not ready. It's just like, like, I, have, I have no I idea what so. you're talking I, about. I, not now, I'm not. <laughs> Cannot properly answer your we question. We do five questions at the end. We ask them, answer off the top of your head. Like, don't take too much time to answer it. Like, whatever you're oh, thinking boy. in the moment. Um, they're so easy. Yeah, they're really not too bad. Not so, too bad. Okay. first one is, out of all the things in the entire world, and out of, like, working a day job and working another thing, because obviously that's tiring and hard. Like, I know that life. Why did you choose to do this is the thing that you have to do? Why is this your calling, your thing? Hey, I love talking to people. I just, (laughs) and it's so strange because like I talk to people all day and sometimes you get home and you're like, I don't want to talk to anyone, but it's like Mm -hmm. a different way you're talking to people because I'm in the service industry during the day. So I'm talking to people and I'm, I'm rushing around and it's, it's, it's the same similar kind of stress. Like you have to do this now, do this, you know, give me everything you've got, um, kind of serving to people. But I feel like, I don't want to say they're temporary exchanges. Um, but I guess you don't really give yourself enough time to really know the person on a a super personal level. So they're kind of like 
brief connections, small interactions, but you're making like a big connection with them. Nice. I like that. I like that thought. You're, you're getting close at a distance. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what I dig about it. You know, cool. it's just like, you're not really letting them in too much. I'm not talking about my clients. They, mm-hmm. my clients are let in. Like my clients are legitimately like my family. They're in. in. Yeah. Those are, those are my homies. But like, um, as far as like publication wise, and also that's the reason why I got into this because I wanted to start like a family and I wanted to have my clients. I love my publications. They're amazing. They're not mine per se, but when you work with them, they kind of see like the professional side of me and that business side of me at a distance. So it's like, there's two reasons to it. It's like, I don't really have to get that really close to people in a business form where I have to always see their faces. I can talk to them um, online. I can talk to them at 10 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night. And it's just really cool how you have people just binding together to help out somebody, i.e. in this case, my client. Um, And then I'm also in this industry that I had to do this because I wanted to create a family and I wanted to create trust. And I really love having the rapport that I have with my clients and the people that I talk, I I work with because we joke around, um, we have trust and I feel like it's not always just business. It's like we're friends too. We could talk to each other about things. And I think that's really important when you're starting up in a business that, I mean, they're not going to walk all over you, but you know, they respect you enough to be like, all right, you're also a really cool person. I can talk to you about, you know, my personal things and you can talk to me about your personal things. Right. So I guess I just wanted, you know, like I said, a family and I wanted, um, to have a distance in the networking community where you're not all up in their face, but you're still there, you know? <laughs> I like it. So what is the biggest mistake that you've made along the way where if you could, this is the adaptation that's been working, dude. I don't know if you've seen it. If you could take the lesson that you learned from it and just magically pop it into the other person's head, right? Mm-hmm. That, you would the say, that you would say to them, don't do this thing. Like you're talking to five years ago, you who's trying to go down the same type of path. And they're like, Hey, what do I avoid? You're like, you automatically learn this lesson, but don't do this thing because it sucked. What's the worst thing? Don't think, don't take things too personally. Mm. Okay. A hundred percent. How do you do that? It's hard, especially <laughs> when it's your business and it's your baby, yeah. especially when it's especially something that you when created. it's your create. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah it. Exactly. When it's your creativity, because it's just like, Hmm, this isn't like a creative baby. This isn't like I made like a stapler and then I made another stapler and I'm just on a stapler line. It's yeah. like, I put a piece, a large chunk of myself, yeah. even me when I'm just doing like, you know, yeah, dude. Like a commercial. It's just like, I put me into that, that thing that was reading that. It's art. And we're just like, ah, yeah, yeah no, it's just like, but you, ins- I'm insulted. You didn't want it. What do you mean? Yeah. And, and that's it. Don't you have to have thick skin? I would, I mean, I'm, I've definitely gotten thicker skin. Um, I'm working on the taking things personally, but not everything that people do is because of you. It's a reflection of them. If someone cancels a show, um, it's going to make you look bad. Of course, because you're the middle woman here in this case, cause I'm a woman and you know, you're going to be like, all right, great. Like, but you can't take it personally. Or you have someone who agreed to do an interview or do something and then they make it look stupid and then they cancel on it. Or it could be anything else. Um, you know, a publication not accepting you. You can't take it personally. It's not you, even the artist. You're just, it's just not, it's not right now. So you just have to keep trucking and moving forward. And 
also at the end of the day, just how you react because things are going to happen, but you just have to make sure I'm, I'm not saying I ever reacted in a, a poor way, but I'm just saying that you have to make sure that the way that you react in a situation, especially if you're tr- trying not to take things personally is business wise, just kind of be yeah. like, all right, like we're going to go our separate ways or, okay, I'll remove you from my list. No big deal. Like just be respectful. And, you know, because you want the same respect back. If they don't give it to you, don't take it personally. You walk away and you get yourself out of that situation because that's how you continue your business, especially with, um, especially in a bunch of different people. Yeah. Yeah. Because like everyone's different. Everyone reacts different. Like you said, everyone has a different perception of you. They may perceive me as something completely different and they don't want to work with me or vice versa. So it's all, it's all relative. I try to play, I try to like play in the middle the most that I possibly can where I really don't listen to people that just give me negative feedback, but I also equally don't listen to people that just give me positive feedback. Yeah. yeah you I, don't listen, neither I don't them, listen to either one of neither them. Neither of them help. If they're like, you're the best man. That's the best song. That's the best. I'm like, I take it. I thank them. Oh, I'm cool. like, thank you. I'm so happy you think that way. But when I walk away, I'm not like, yeah, I'm the best. Never think that. No. And I also humble. like when someone just flat out shits on me and they're like, that guy sucks this song sucks. And they just like, and I always hear that from that one person. I always just go like, I didn't hear you. Like, I don't know. That person's probably unhappy. I don't know why they're so unhappy with life that they mm-hmm. have to work to or, do that. But what don't you like about the song? Cause I would like to hear, you know what I mean? Like the negative part, right? Mm-hmm. Get, get the constructive portion. But then the other thing that I would say is that if I hear redundancy from multiple different perspectives and biases, then I'm going to listen right away. Yes. If if I hear that song sucked, consider the, person, the source That's from the person the that thing. said that it's always good, and I heard that song sucked from like multiple, multiple, multiple people. The song probably sucked, and the market just told me that it sucked, and I can't take that personally because I was just told what's the way that something that I made is performing in real life, and mm-hmm. that's just like what you, you were gotta, saying, you Nicole. Informed. Is like it's just business. It's not anyone like trying to down you, but it's like, that's just how the market just reacted to the thing that I created. And who am I to say? I'm not, I can say how it felt to me and it still could mean something to me. Maybe I wrote a song about my father and then, you know, you know, and someone said it sucked. That song could, that art, that could still mean something to me, Hmm. even if everyone, and then I even validate that they think it sucked, but it doesn't mean that, that, that. Everyone has to like, I don't know. Right. It's, it's crazy. It's like, it's, it's so impossible. You have to consider the source. Like, like you said, it's just like you hear it from a bunch of people and you realize like, Oh, like maybe it's a constant. You hear it from the same person over and over again. All right. Maybe you're a hater. Right. Most so, definitely a hater. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Flip side to that. Um, you're talking to five years ago, you, and you're like, what? This is the what's the best thing that you've done along the way? Where you're like, thank God I did that. That was the best choice that I did. That you should definitely. Thank do God it too. I went off on my own, and uh, me and my old business partner uh, went our separate ways because, like, there was no lack of trust. There was there was definitely a lack of trust. There was no trust. I meant to say, um, and just like we had like different ways that we wanted to run the business. We both brought similar things to the table, so we kind of yeah. clashed in essence. You know, I think that you need, if you have someone else on your team, they have to bring something different. Yeah. Uh, along with them. You can't, yep. if you bring the same stuff, it's kind of like, all right, we're just staying still. Wish her the best. She's doing her own thing now. I think that's amazing. But uh, I definitely would say that my, I was very scared to do it at first. But the fact is, like, the, that I had the strength to go off by myself 
and I lasted a year. I think that that's great. And, um, like I said, now I only have thoughts for the future. Like, Oh, eventually I'll start delegating and I'll get a team and I'll grow a team. So I think that's the best thing that ever happened. So don't ever be afraid to like go off on your own. Um, trust yourself. That's like the biggest thing I learned in the past three years, even before I started this company, but especially in the last year. Awesome. So what would be, it can be a book, a podcast, video, movie, like what's some type of resource that you'd recommend to the audience for like the PR game? Like what's something that you recommend they check out to get better at it or to learn more? Any mentors or things you learn from maybe? I really taught myself to be honest. So I, I, what I used honestly was online. Follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, listen to me, listen to my (laughs) podcast and follow all of my websites. (laughs) I am, I am very inspiring. (laughs) No, honestly, like, no, you should listen Mm. to a bunch of different people, Mm. read a lot of books, you know, like, you know, you mentioned Elon Musk, you, you know, just even if your industry isn't in like any of those people's industry, just look up entrepreneurs, look up what they do. Um, Transferable up skills. Yeah. Listen to their stories, Bill Gates, everything, just Henry Ford, just like make sure you're familiar with what they did and like, oh, cool. Like maybe I can do this. Or then when you're familiarizing yourself with PR, I would Google it because the internet is amazing. And uh, movies, they only tell you what they want to tell you um, from like certain perspectives. I also think that the internet also tells you what it wants to tell you, but yeah, I learned I from the internet and I think that you can as well. They can as well. Or um, YouTube, which is great. Like, just Any like research. specific creators or websites or anything like that that you particularly like got a ton from? <laughs> no, multiple just- sources all the time. I'm trying to think like who really inspired like I know um Dana from Big Picture Media, she started her company by herself. I didn't really learn anything from her, but her story inspired me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe I've read a couple articles where she gave tips, but it wasn't like if you're Googling like how to do PR and like you're researching and and just gun ho on the internet, I think that's the best way to learn about something. You can even like get like I think there's PR for dummies, but you have to make sure it's like you know, since we live in a technological age, everything's changing every six months. Relevant. So that's why I always say internet or the computer because... I do agree with that. Like that social media, like there's things that are moving real, real quick that you can't, you can't just rely on like an audio book that was written in 2012 or something like that. If it's like like in regards... You can sure surely can. Surely can. And if they're like a stupid, smart person, they, you can see, you can feel it inside the way that they wrote that of like how they're using a vehicle to move through the way that people communicate or interpret things and everything like that. Not saying that you can't get information from things like that, but like confirming and reaffirming what you just said, where yes, PR is one of those things where that's going to change all the time. Yeah. Social media is going to change all the time. So cool. Unfortunately, Uh, you have to roll with the punches when it changes, but it's mm kind of cool. Keep showing your feet. Last one's the easiest. Where do people keep up with Rough Edge Media and Nicole and <laughs> and Remy? Um, Does Remy, Remy have his own Instagram? Uh, Remy actually has an Instagram. It's oh, Rem yeah. underscore Rat. No, yes. All right, cool. That will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Follow him. 
he's he's, he's a cool guy. He, honestly, like he's like a chihuahua, <laughs> so he's not really my bodyguard, but like he could be okay. security for Rough Edge Media. Mm, you know, like eventually down down the line, just seeing him chilling there with like a little like bulletproof vest, just like yeah, a little pair of little chihuahua sunglasses. Hell yeah, yeah. Little he's a, he's a little badass. He's just like sitting it. there, like just laying on all my clean clothes right now that mm. I have to put away, just Absolutely. dirtying them up. Perfect like, spot. Perfect spot. Uh, See, but now you, you don't have to find... put them away because they're dirty. Yeah, now I got to reclean them. Yeah. Uh, he's not that dirty though. Mm-hmm. But you can find me on Instagram, rough underscore edge underscore media. I'm working on my website right now. Um, I'm like the most imperfect perfectionist. So I'm just like having someone else do it because I know it'll never launch because I'm always going to try <laughs> to pick something about it. So <laughs> my friend life. Kyle with his company Brink, they're working on that right now. Um, I'm also on Facebook, no underscores, just rough edge media. I'm on LinkedIn, rough edge media, YouTube, rough edge media. Um, and then my own personal account is Nicole underscore underscore Gentile. It's G E N T I L E E. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep up with me, good luck. <laughs> and, uh, definitely go to those places. Sick. All right. So anyone out there, I will throw those links, including the one that she mentioned earlier about rocket reach mm-hmm. all in the show notes, waking up from work.com slash show notes. If you want to check that out without mm-hmm. trying to write something down while you're driving, that would be don't do pretty that stupid shit. Ideal. Um, yeah, don't do bad stuff when you drive. Just don't do anything. But awesome. Drive. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, yeah, Nicole. Nicole thanks thanks so for having me. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for dealing with my technical difficulties with my phone. Thank you for dealing <laughs> with the people that is we are. Technical difficulties. That's what it is. Oh, yes. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up episode 45 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. If you want to check out the show notes, go on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes, and you can see some of the resources and notes on the podcast. If you want to see what Nicole's links are and check out her stuff, they're going to be there as well. If you want to tell us who you'd be interested on us emailing and, and calling out to to try to get on the show as an interview, please shoot us an email at wakeupfromworkpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to hear who you'd like us to interview and and what types of things that we've yet to cover for you that you are wondering on. I will go out and and try to find that information for you. If you're looking to check out any video content we have, you can always join us live every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at Dave Wake Up on Instagram. We go live during the episodes before they air. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, just look up Waking Up From Work Podcast, or at Dave Wake Up on Instagram, on IGTV, actually more there than other things, and I don't know why. But that's the type of guy I am. So thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode. Looking forward to spending Thursday night with you again. Have a killer week. Mm -hmm.